You may be in a situation where you're living paycheck to paycheck and one unplanned threat that presents itself in the form of a car repair or medical expense will push you over the edge financially speaking. So my intention when talking about these next steps is for you to take tangible action toward adding these layers of security to your money. Hi, my name is Anya Laws and I am obsessed with all things money management, wealth building, financial freedom, and helping you navigate this crazy world of personal finance all while building a life you love. I'm a financial coach with a God-given desire and mission to empower as many women as possible to not only become good stewards of their money, but also create a life that they have only ever dreamed of. While money doesn't buy happiness, it is one of the greatest and most effective tools for building your dream life, but you shouldn't stop at making money. Here, you will learn how to make your money work for you. Budgeting, investing, spending, giving, and money mindset are all topics we discuss here. If you're a goal-driven woman with big goals and aspirations for not only your money, but also your life, this podcast is for you. So grab your AirPods and a cup of coffee because we are digging right in. This is the She Talks Money Podcast. So you're just getting started on your financial journey and you're new to this whole money thing. What do you do now? On today's episode of the She Talks Money Podcast, we're going to talk about how to get started on this money journey. I know that when I'm getting started on something new, whether that be a fitness journey, changing my diet, etc., it's really easy to get overwhelmed by where to start. If you're anything like me, though, you're convinced that if someone would just give you the step-by-step instructions on how to do the thing that overwhelms you, then you would have no problem doing that thing. Well, that's my goal for today's podcast. This is for the action takers. I want to give you really tactical steps for getting started on your financial journey so that you can take real action toward the thing that we're all aiming at, financial freedom. So make sure that you're taking notes because we're about to dive in headfirst. Let's talk money. So when thinking about your financial journey as a whole, you can really think of it in seasons. If you're listening to this podcast and you're at the very beginning of your financial journey, meaning you've taken little to no action in bettering your financial future, or you've tried in the past to make changes, but you've struggled to find solutions that work for you. If this is you, you're in what I refer to as a season of security. And what I mean by this is the number one objective when getting started on your money journey is to start adding layers of security that prevent you from moving backwards financially. Right now, if you're the person I described just a moment ago, you likely have little to no protection from circumstances outside of your control. So the first steps that you should take in this season are to put those layers of security in place. In other words, you want to add as much distance between you and a threat as possible. And this analogy may be out there, so just bear with me, but... Let's just say that someone is having a big event with a lot of high-profile people. While there's no expectation of an outside threat, in the name of being cautious, there will likely be security at the event. These security guards would likely be primarily at the different entrances of the establishment where the event is taking place. There would likely be security in different areas within the venue as well, but arguably the most important station for these security guards to be at are the entrances. The job of these security guards is to keep any potential threat to the safety of those inside out. While it's possible for things to go wrong inside the event, the chances of a major threat getting inside is slim to none the more layers of security that are added on the outside. I want you to think of these initial steps in your money journey as the security guards that stand outside the venue. Their sole job and sole purpose is to allow the event to go on as intended without any outside interruptions. Now, Think of the financial goals that you've set for yourself as the event in this case. We want the event to go on as intended with as few interruptions as possible. So we want to place security guards outside the venue. So many of you have likely lived in a constant state of fear 
or waiting for the next shoe to drop in your finances, which is why you're here in the first place. You may be in a situation where you're living paycheck to paycheck and one unplanned threat that presents itself in the form of a car repair or medical expense will push you over the edge, financially speaking. Or you may just be at the point where you want to set yourself up for never being in this position. You may have seen a loved one, a friend in this position, and you just know that you never want to be there. So my intention when talking about these next steps is for you to take tangible action toward adding these layers of security to your money. Because before you can transition into setting certain goals that you're likely looking to achieve, like paying off debt, investing, buying a home, etc., there are some things that are crucial for you to take care of first. Are you looking for an accountability partner in the form of a financial coach? Well, look no further. My financial coaching program is currently open for enrollment and I'm taking new clients. It's so easy to consume information and content around these money topics without taking real action. So if you're looking to gain control of your finances but need help implementing the information that you hear on money podcasts and social media accounts like mine, go ahead and click the link in the show notes to apply for coaching. And as always, if you have any additional questions, reach out to me on Instagram at moneywithanya. Now, back to the show. So the first layer of security that you should worry about putting in place is a budget. Now, I know that this may sound obvious, but a budget in this situation is more than restriction. If you've followed my content for any period of time, you've likely heard me drill this point over and over again that a budget doesn't take away your freedom, it gives you freedom. And in this beginning phase, this freedom creates security. When you begin to take control of your greatest wealth building tool, which is your income, you have the ability to direct these funds toward unexpected expenses that may come your way. For example, if you were living paycheck to paycheck with razor thin margins at the end of the month, and a $200 car repair came through, it would cause a full-blown domino effect within your financial situation. However, if we assume that as we're talking about, you've gotten on a budget and gained control of your income, you would likely be able to direct funds from a non-mandatory spending category like eating out to go towards this $200 car repair. You would be able to continue paying your bills without turning to credit cards, payday lenders, and whoever else may be looking to take advantage of you in your vulnerable state. And because a budget is just a tool, going back to the security guard analogy, think of this budget as a weapon of defense. Now, you may be thinking, great, Anya, what a revolutionary idea. I've never thought of getting on a budget before. But bear with me, I'm getting there. In order to get on a budget that works for you, it has to be realistic for your situation. And in order to know what's realistic, you need to have clarity around where your money is currently going. So this is where the tangible action taking portion of the podcast comes into play. The first thing that I tell my coaching clients to do when they come to me for help is to do a three-month spending review. And by three-month spending review, I literally mean that they tally up every single transaction that they have made on every account, including debit cards, credit cards, Apple Pay, Venmo, Cash App, etc., over the last three months. Now, this may or may not feel like an overwhelming task, but let me tell you why it's so important. I don't tell you this to just find something to fill your time with. The reason why this is such an important step and one that you should not skip over is because it gives a lot of clarity in a lot of areas. And clarity is truly key to gaining control of your income, which is ultimately our goal here. What happens when you do this exercise is that you're very tangibly able to see your spending patterns. In my experience, I found that people tend to have a much different perception of how much money they spend in certain areas than they actually do. They either highly overestimate or highly underestimate how much they're actually spending in these different categories. And because the numbers don't lie, when you do this exercise, you're able to see a really clear picture of where your money is actually going. 
The purpose for this is so that we can create a more realistic budget that will account for the different areas that you currently spend money in, assuming they align with your values as we talked about in last week's episode, defining your version of financial success. Make sure to go back and listen to the show if you haven't already so that you understand what it means to have a value-based budget. A quick side note here is that it's tempting to condense this exercise by tallying up, let's just say, one month of spending rather than three. However, the reason I tell my clients to do a three-month spending review is because I've found that it accounts for things that may have happened out of the norm in one month, so it's just better to take an average. Because I want to make this as easy for you to go out and take action as possible, I've created a free three-month spending overview template that you can go download to get started on this as soon as possible. The link to this template can be found in the show notes for this episode. Once you've downloaded the template, gone through and tallied up each transaction, look at your patterns of spending. In what areas did you spend the most? When you start to notice these patterns, you can begin to create a budget that's much more tailored to your wants and needs rather than a one-size-fits-all approach to budgeting. It's so important to note that just like going to the gym or eating healthy, we aren't looking for quick fixes. We're looking for lifestyle changes. So in order to stick to this in the long run, it's important to make gradual changes in your lifestyle and behavior rather than just cutting yourself from a specific category cold turkey. Now, once you get on a realistic budget that you can stick to, the next layer of security that you need to add is an emergency fund. If you've never heard of an emergency fund, it's essentially a cash cushion between you and life's curveballs. These are the things that you aren't able to plan for. To simplify things, in other words, the purpose of an emergency fund is to protect you from going into debt when facing something that you don't plan for. Think of unexpected car repairs, job loss, or even major medical events. This step is one of the most important steps that you'll ever take on your financial journey, but weirdly enough, it's one of the most overlooked or skipped over steps. A lot of people assume that they can out-earn or outrun emergencies that may arise in their finances. They feel like it's much more efficient to have their money working for them elsewhere by paying off debt, investing in the stock market, investing in real estate, property, etc. However, this is a step that if skipped can knock you back in your finances considerably if an unsavory set of circumstances arises. While you hopefully never need your emergency fund, you should always plan for the best and prepare for the worst. So once you've gotten on a budget and have hopefully freed up some money to start throwing at your financial goals, start by building an emergency fund. There are lots of different options on how much you should save, but I think that this goes back to the concept of seasonality as it relates to your money. In this season, while you're trying to get your footing financially, your emergency fund may not need to be as large as it can be in a later season. As I referred to just a moment ago, right now, it's important to have enough of an emergency fund to add a layer of security that would prevent you from going further into debt. So in this season, what this should look like is about two to three months worth of expenses saved in a savings account that is accessible to you in the event of an emergency. And when you hear two to three months worth of expenses, a lot of people hear two to three months worth of income, but that's not the case. The way that you should calculate how much you need in an emergency fund is by looking at the budget that you've created for yourself and adding up how much it costs for you to pay your bills in a given month. Now you just want to multiply this number by two or three depending on how much you decide to save. This really depends on how risk averse you are. So in a situation where you see there being more of a risk of an emergency happening like a job loss or medical event, plan to save more in this emergency fund than someone who has less risk in their job or medical situation. Now, the last and final layer that I'll mention here is accountability and support. 
I know I mentioned this in last week's episode, but I really want to drive home this point because I've seen just how important accountability is in any journey, but especially one where real change has to occur. I see this step as less tangible than the first two, but in my opinion, it's no less important. Having people in your corner that are keeping you accountable to the first two steps that we've talked about is so important. If you're listening to this podcast and you're in these beginner stages of your financial journey, this is honestly the hardest it'll ever get. Because the hardest part of what you're doing right now is changing your behaviors and ultimately in a way yourself. Because in order to stick to a budget and save an emergency fund, you have to do different things and take different actions than you did before you started this journey. And while financial freedom can be really simple, that doesn't mean it's easy. So I'll continue to hammer and reiterate until the cows come home the importance of community and support while you're on this financial journey. Find other women that are doing the same thing that you are and get plugged in. And because I'm so passionate about community and support while you're on this journey, I created a free Facebook community for women that are on this financial journey just like you. I'll leave the link for the group in the show notes. Now that I've given you three really tactical steps for how to take action while you're in these beginning stages, the only thing left for you to do is to take action. So start taking action today and let those of us in the Facebook community know what kind of progress you're making. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a rating and review. This helps me get my voice out there to more women just like you who are looking to gain control of their finances, and it would just mean the world if you could do that. If you have any questions about today's episode, make sure to get plugged into the community or shoot me a message at Money with Anya on Instagram. Bye for now.